welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse chums meet up, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm Mike, I'm drinking an extra large bottle of Asahi, which is allegedly Japan's number one beer, which is quite a nice dryery lager, it's very drinkable and very pleasant, yes. And joining me today we have... I'm Ben Levy-Griffiths, and this week I'm drinking... A gin and tonic with uh, bitter orange tonic is very nice, very nice and lovely. Ooh, ooh, yum. I'm Danny, and uh, as per Mike's request, I'm actually drinking my uni favourite, which I like to lovingly refer to as the Putin, or the Supreme White Russian. <laughs> so it's uh, one part vodka, one part uh, coffee liqueur, so tea and marie in this case, and two parts bait. Oh, Jesus Jesus. <laughs> Yes, cheers everyone. See you on the other side. That's a, <laughs> That's a manifesto of a drink, isn't it? Uh, and I'm John and I am drinking, uh, I'm drinking the same thing. I'm always drinking old, no, not old Jamaica. <laughs> Forgotten. <laughs> I, I've started to believe it's old Jamaica now. It's not. It, it's Sainsbury's own fake diet ginger beer, which is still lovely. Jafaker? But earlier I was drinking... Jafaker. Um, Jafaker. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The real name of Jamaica, which is not a real place. Uh, what was I drinking? It was a lovely cider. It was a proper one of those proper farmery ciders where you can almost sort of taste the the Apples? grass that got mixed in. <laughs> well, the, the cow piss from the runoff of the next field, sort of uh, <laughs> delicious, mm, meaty or authentic. Mm, antibiotics. No, I do know what you mean. Actually, we bought some um, some cider from a proper cider farm in uh, in Somerset once, uh, and you could tell it was proper cider because it turned from cider to incredibly potent vinegar in the space of three and a half days. Oh but, no! <laughs> so I mean, it was delicious before it was vinegar, and then it literally just switched. But the incredible thing was, we poured it down the sink, and then the sink was gleaming. Like, oh my god! It. it was incredible. <laughs> it's in our drains. That's awesome. So, what is the infinite escape room? Well, it's an escape room, you dolly, uh, but stretching across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensions. Every room in the infinite escape room links into the next in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. One of us will be presenting a part of the infinite escape room, and today it's old Danny Boy. Hello! While the others try and solve it. If we don't escape within 30 minutes, then we'll lose, and terrible, smelly, bum-tickly stuff will happen to us. And if we break anything, we will lose our deposit. Which, this week... Danny, what's our deposit? Oh, bums. Uh, our deposit... Not that will be um, John's fake ginger beer. That's all I've got. (laughs) Yep, that's why it's the perfect deposit. Perfect collateral. So if we break anything, anything, we'll um, lose John's... uh, (laughs) And that's John's... Has he gone? (laughs) (laughs) So join us next time. (laughs) (laughs) That, That very nearly was John's deposit gone because John's microphone fell off of John's cock and... Fell off of John's cooking pot and into John's ginger beer, which, because of the sturdy face of Prince Charles, did not fall over. Okay, so uh, this week it's Danny's turn. Are we ready, folks? Yes, we are. Then let's return to the Infinite Escape Room. Previously on the Infinite Escape Room. You found yourselves in the thronging crowd of hippies when you were met by someone or something wearing a spacesuit. They greeted you and showed you a small brass pyramid which levitated from their outstretched palm and floated before you. It began to make a high-pitched whine which became louder and louder, 
drowning out everything around you and disorientating you until you could only make out the silhouette of the figure in front of you. After a moment, your senses leave you. There is only darkness. Moments later, you find yourselves coming to, regaining your senses as your surroundings come into focus. You see what appears to be a ceiling made up of identical triangular plastered patterns. You bring yourselves to your feet. You find yourselves in a room with light blue pastel walls with larger abstract triangles embossed onto the walls, but no obvious way in or out. Within the room, you can see the following. A large stand in the centre of the room, a large picture on the far wall, a clock on the left wall, a poster under the clock, and a small framed picture on the right wall. What would you like to do? Can I just say, our budget has gone so much higher. Like, we've gone from chasing around a shit fake rabbit to uh, <laughs> spacemen and presumably the Freemasons. Uh, so, wow. <laughs> we've, we've come a long way. Troy's a Patreon, mate. We can afford this high-budget Michael Bay stuff now. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> Any minute now, Transformers going to come bursting through the wall for no reason. Hmm. Suddenly, um, a Transformer bursts through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> It's copyrighter must prime the copyright non infringing. <laughs> I am legally different. <laughs> and there's our escape. <laughs> Job done. Um, okay, uh, can we take a look at that poster, please, Danny? Yes, of course you can. The poster seems to be one of those 80s educational posters for learning about 3D shapes. It has some pictures on there of a cube and a sphere and other such 3D shapes on it. Hmm. We don't deal well with 3D shapes. Like, I'm thinking back to the uh, Thunderbirds X and Y axis. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the, um, hmm. the clock above the poster, um, what time is it currently reading? So, on the wall, you notice a standard cheap plastic clock. After looking at it for a moment, you can see that it's not working and does not tick. Can we take it off the wall? You can. Inspecting the wall after taking it off, you see on the back... A note scratched into the plastic, which reads, Every side counts. And a Phillips crosshead screwdriver sellotaped to the back of the clock, presumably the tool used to scratch the words. And there we are. From, uh, from sailing through space and time with a floaty triangle to a screwdriver taped to the back of a shit clock. <laughs> <laughs> a return to form. Should we, um, can we, can we take the back off this clock? Uh, no, driver? it's literally just the little um, the little square with the the battery compartment and the gears. There's there's nothing else remarkable about the clock. Are there any batteries in it? Mm. Uh, there are batteries in it, but they're clearly dead because it's not working. Can I turn them around? As in switch switch sides? See, you little, can. Little nothing left. happens. Oh fuck! Can we just double check uh, what uh, what position the hands are in currently? I, I know that it's not working, but what what are they currently in? They're currently at six and. Uh, both hands are at six, but as you tip the clock, you see that the hands swing wildly around with you, so they're clearly oh, not so the working. Oh, so the mechanism is broken. Yes. I see. Hmm. Well, gravity has overcome clockwork. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny, the stand in the middle of the room, what is on the stand? Yes. Examining the stand in the centre of the room, it appears to be an ornate wooden stand that comes up to chest height with a large glass cube on top of it. There is a post-it note on the glass cube. Saying this is a tesseract? Yeah, pause for post-it note jingle. That reads, let's see if you can face my geometric chamber. Lads, 
The stand itself is a dark mahogany and has a circular hole with a key symbol in it on one side and on the other side of the stand, slightly lower down, a square panel that can be lifted to reveal an empty slot and a button next to it with a diamond shape engraved on it. The glass cube seems to have a very shiny brass pyramid on top, held in place by brass latches on the glass cube itself. Oh, my God. The glass cube is currently opaque but has two buttons on it on the stand, one that says display and another which says light. There is a small plaque between the two buttons which reads lighting the way. Oh, do you think this is like, um, you know, the, um, the album cover? Oh, the one with the refracted light on it on the dark side of the moon. Yeah, like the, the scientific thing that does that. If that's correct, that's the only time in my fucking life I've gotten a piece of musical trivia right. <laughs> the only time. And I'm um, going to edit it out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> my rightness. I want to push one of them buttons. Um, can I push the one that says display? Yes, you push the button that says display and the glass suddenly turns transparent. With the glass cube now clear, you can see inside it is currently empty with a circular hole in the bottom of the case that leads down into the stand. And on the joins where the faces of the cube meet are small LED lights on tiny little runner rails. Golly, this is detailed. And if I press light? If you press light, you see that the small LED lights move up and down the runners and illuminate what would be in the case. But as there's nothing there, they, after a brief moment, they turn off and go back to their starting position. So the, the slot in the uh, stand? Yes. Is it in such a position that if we put something into it, it would appear inside the cube? Potentially, yes. Okay, so that, that's what we've got to do then. So we've, um, we've got this picture as well in the room. I guess we could go take a look at that. Uh, so what would you like to look at next? The large picture or the small picture? The large picture. On the far wall is a large picture in a wooden frame. The picture is a sky blue canvas and has on it the white outlines of some shapes. It appears to show a large square. Within that square is a circle. Within that circle is a triangle. And within that triangle is a diamond. On the bottom of the frame are four numbered wheels that run from zero to nine. They are all currently at zero. Does anything happen to the picture if I move the leftermost wheel to four? Nothing happens. Mm. Sorry, how many wheels were there? There were four numbered wheels. What if I move them all to four? Nothing happens. Mm. Well, that only leaves another 998 potential combinations. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, 997, because we're, um, yeah, we've already eliminated OOO. There's four of them. (laughs) So. Oh, quite a few more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the numbers they go from is zero to nine? Yes, correct. Zero to nine each one. But this one goes up to 11. No, no one. No. Hey, nice it's, try, it, but no. Spinal Tap is still cool. Yes, it is. <laughs> As is the Blues Brothers. Oh my God, there's a whole generation who haven't seen the Blues Brothers or Spinal Tap. Outrageous. We should have been the last. <laughs> the last generation. Yeah. Hey, we might well, be actually with the collapse of society. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Smaller picture. Can we take a look at the small picture, please? On the right wall is a framed picture that is smaller in comparison to the other in the room. It is a square image hung on the wall. The image appears to be of some geometric art, the kind of image that's all squares that are arranged to look like they're actually cubes. I'm trying to imagine that. All squares arranged to look like cubes. Yes. Oh, is this the one? So um, the... Um, huh. I'm guessing so the squares uh, are sort of angled 
on on the page um such that they yeah i i, I think i get it yeah yeah like a blown up cube have we explored everything in the room i think there's some stuff that you could inspect further ah. this geometric picture uh would you like to inspect that further Yes, if I look closely at it, is there anything different about... So inspecting the image in the frame, you can see that the frame is affixed to the wall via two hinges on the left of the frame. Let us open the picture. Swinging the picture away from the wall reveals a safe secured back into the wall. It has a black facade, save for a reflective silver rectangular panel on it. The panel has what looks like a Wi-Fi logo, skewed about 30 degrees to one side, and a small LED light above that currently flashing red every few seconds isn't that like the icon for a transmitter yeah like perhaps. the wi-fi logo but sort of bent and tilted over to one side there's nothing else on the panel just the just the wi-fi symbol and the red led yep that's it it's sunk back and secured into the wall okay mm. i'm guessing that the number dials on the other painting are to operate the safe oh so that's clever if i Go back over to those. Now we can see the safe. If I stop moving the dials, does anything happen to the safe? Do we see numbers appear on the safe? Nothing happens. If I if I may be so bold as to redirect you, I'm going to reread one piece mm-hmm. from the large stand. The glass cube seems to have a very shiny brass pyramid on top, held in place by brass latches on the glass cube. <laughs> Could we inspect the brass um, catches, please? Oh, of course. So atop <laughs> the glass case, in the middle of the room, sits a brass pyramid. This seems very similar to the one that blinded your senses at the very beginning, but much larger. Its reflective brass faces are interrupted with decorative thin black lines that run across it, intersecting in all different places. It's attached by brass triangular clasps where the base meets the glass cube it currently sits atop. While inspecting the pyramid, you can see that one face has the black decorative lines meet and form a rectangular shape. As Ben brushes their finger along the lines, you suddenly feel for a brief moment the room vibrates on a scale of a small earthquake, causing you to lose your balance. As you catch yourselves, you see the aforementioned black rectangle on the pyramid now lit up with a timer of 30 minutes, and it begins to count down now. Ben, you idiot. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, a, I've got a thought for, the, for these um, knobs. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, I... Ben. <laughs> we're trying our hardest. <laughs> Scrap these, Danny. We'll go together. <laughs> um, so I'm wondering whether we uh, want to do something like uh, 4035. Um, now, that is because if we go uh, left to right, outside most shape to inside most shape, you've got a square that has four corners, four sides, uh, a circle that has... No corners. Oh, triangle that has three uh, corners, and the pyramid that Danny's given. Sorry, the uh, diamond. Um, diamond. Diamond has sort of five outside um, points. Does it? I imagine a diamond is having. Four. Oh, hang on. Danny's put a picture in the the chat. How did I not oh. see that? There'll be a link to that image in the episode description. Jesus. Yeah, sorry. Me. It's just a, a rough. So in case you didn't want to draw it yourself, so you have reference of the of the picture on the wall. Certainly, when you said diamond, I had a um, a square sort of skewed forty five degrees and slightly squashed, rather than, like a card, like a um, the suit of diamonds on a card. I was Less saying, of a yeah. sort of gem. I was going to say gemerald, but that's <laughs> uh, like an emeraldy gem diamond. I think gemerald works. <laughs> I would suggest that maybe a circle has one side rather than no sides but i was kind of going for corners mm. rather than sides um but I, 
Well, we could try both. Could yeah, indeed. Yes. Could we? Um... What if it's faces? If it's faces, then we're fucked because that diamond's got like twelve. No, no, it's, no, 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 no. That we can see in the image. So it would be four zero three one two three four five six seven four zero three seven. What? So you can see seven faces of the diamond: three on the bottom, three on the top, and one on on the very top. Okay, uh, but why why does the why does the circle have zero faces? Oh, good point. One then. Four, Which one, gives three, us seven. a very similar answer to what we had. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's try Ben's suggestion first. Uh, could we spin uh, four zero three five into the knobs, please? Sure. You put in four zero one five three five. Uh, Sorry, four zero three five, and nothing happens. Can we try my suggestion now? Uh, four one three five. You put in four one three five into the knobs, and nothing happens. Fuck. What about four four one three seven. You put in four one three seven into the knobs, and nothing happens. Good. Mm. Okay, just very quickly while they're in this position, um, can we have another quick look at the safe? There's nothing has changed on that at all. Nothing has changed about the safe. Okay, I, I half wondered maybe if we got like one of the positions correct, maybe there would be some visual change. But uh, obviously not. I, I take it none of the um none of the sorry the the other large painting large picture is not removable from the wall. No, it is securely affixed, uh, despite any attempts. And how about um, the poster? Mm. Uh, the poster is just blue tacked on. Could we um, carefully take it off and take a little look behind? Sure, you have a look behind it, and it's blank. Could we take a, just a closer look at that, that poster? You said it was a sort of 80s ad for like, educational geometric yes. shapes? Yes, so the poster is a old educational style from kind of the 80s era for learning about 3D shapes. It has some pictures on it on there of a cube and a sphere and some other kind of 3D shapes. Hmm. Hmm. Danny, you know yes. how when Ben um, fondled the pyramid earlier, the room vibrated? Yes. Are we in some sort of weird spatially entanglement-y what's it? Where we're inside the room <laughs> that's inside the room that we're in. Who's to say? Unknown. Oh. Um, okay. Could I go to the, the, the um pyramid that sat at the top of the cube and give yes. that the same spot that Ben did a really hard prod? Uh you can. Nothing happens. A gentle rub? Nothing happens. I am the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, the description yes. of the um, pedestal, the, the the stand in the middle of the room, um, yes. I, I kind of missed the beginning of it. Could we just have the description prior to the cube on top? Yes. So examining the stand in the centre of the room, it appears to be an ornate wooden stand that comes up to chest height with a large glass cube on top of it. There is a post-it note on the glass cube that reads, let's see if you can face my geometric chamber. The stand itself is a dark mahogany and has a circular hole with a key symbol in it on one side, and on the other side of the stand, lower down, a square panel that can be lifted to reveal an empty slot and a button next to it with a diamond shape engraved on it. The glass cube seems to have a very shiny brass pyramid on top held in place by brass latches on the glass cube. The glass cube is now transparent and has two buttons just below it. Um on the stand, one that says display and the other which says light. There is a small plaque between the two buttons which reads lighting the way. Could we press the diamond button? Uh, you press the diamond button and nothing happens. Okay, so that's something we have to do later. How are we doing for time, Danny? Uh, you're on 23 minutes 30 left now on the pyramid. We are so fucked. Um, 
Which Those brass you... latches, can they can't be taken off by hand, can they? Oh, John, lifting each cloth allows the pyramid <laughs> Jesus to be Christ. free. Inspecting oh, the pyramid further... I think further, I might just turn the light on for good measure. Yeah, inspecting the pyramid further, now it is in hand, you can see that one of the lines along it is not for decoration and appears to be a seam around the base, yet Ooh. trying to move the two pieces fails to work. Looking at the base itself reveals a small crosshead screw that seems to be holding them together. Oh, screwdriver! Oh, we've got a screwdriver! Oh, you want to use the screwdriver, do you? Yes. <laughs> After unscrewing the base screw, you can now slide the bottom section of the pyramid away from the top, revealing a small, thin slit with a small piece of plastic in it. Much like a camera memory card, you push down on the plastic and it ejects it for you to remove. It appears to be a silver credit card-sized piece of plastic with no distinguishing marks, save for what seems to be an embossed Wi-Fi logo skewed about 30 degrees. Oh, 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 oh. Should we give it away? Uh, the Wi-Fi logo, it's, it's, an F- it's NFC. It's going to yeah, be a, yeah, yeah. a near-field communication RFE, what's it? So if we rub that against our wall safe... <laughs> <laughs> to like, cause friction. Like, <laughs> no, like no, ben against Ben. Pyramids. Against Ben, he's the chosen one. <laughs> oh yeah, let's rub, rub it against Ben first, and then rub it against the pyramid to see if we can pass on his luck. Okay. After pressing the key card against Ben and then against the panel on the safe, you hear a small confirmation chirp from the safe. The oh, LED light turns solid green, and then there is a whirring noise. The face of it seems to swing slightly ajar. You pull the door open to reveal an immaculate chrome sphere suspended within a glass cube. And also an envelope. And in the envelope? Inspecting the envelope you found in the safe, it seems to be a white standard-sized envelope with the word beginnings written in very neat calligraphy on it. Opening the envelope, you find a set of Polaroids that seem to have been taken without the subject's knowledge. They seem to be a white rabbit on an island with palm trees, another in some kind of jungle park, the rabbit in an old-style town, one in a muddy trench... Another with the rabbit looking down a well, and lastly, the rabbit shaking paws with another rabbit that seems to have horns. <laughs> Why, hello, Gavin. Shaking hands with another rabbit that has horns? You remember he made a deal with Rabbit Satan? Ah, uh, yes, of course. For an undigestible carrot. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect carrot. It made, it made hmm. more sense in context. <laughs> okay. Beginnings. The, uh, the box with the sphere in, if we... Can we remove the box and also note, does the sphere sort of um, swing inside it? Okay, so inspecting the glass cube found in the safe, it seems to hold within it a pristine chrome sphere, its surface like a perfect mirror reflecting all light that would touch its uninterrupted surface. As you examine the sphere, which is held in place in the centre of the cube, the light catches something on the glass cube container. It seems like there is an image embossed into one of the sides that, when held into the light, looks like a diamond. Um, you know the, the glass cube on the stand currently in the room? Yes. Can we, can we take that off and put this one on? Uh, no. So the glass cube on the stand is uh, quite large, and the one that you have kind of fits in the palm of your hand. So oh, no, because there was a slot, wasn't there? Indeed, yes. Oh, oh yes. so what would you like to do? Uh, could we uh, remove the cube from the safe and uh, place it into the slot uh, in the in the in the stand, please? And of course, don't I'm drop guess- it, Ben. <laughs> I'm, guessing, <laughs> I'm guessing that we're going to have to uh, to press the little um, diamond button as well. Of course. So you lift up the slot on the central stand and insert the glass cube into the slot. Close the panel and push the button next to it. You hear a whirring travel up the central column into the glass case atop the sand. 
From the base of the glass case, you see a set of rails raise up and bring up the glass cube into the center of the display case. However, now the once chrome sphere in the center is completely transparent and within it you can now see what at first glance looks like a red ruby gem. Inspecting it further, you can see it has been cut into an octahedron. So uh, if you're unsure, it's kind of similar to the shape that uh, people have on top of their heads in The Sims. <laughs> I'm less sure about what an octahedron is now. <laughs> so yeah, it's basically kind of like a that diamond shape in The Sims, but it's uh, eight-sided. So if you effectively took two pyramids and glued them together at the base. Hmm. Hmm. I'm even more confused now. So what shapes are like is... <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like, if I glue two pyramids together at the base, I would end up with a square. If we can kindly direct you to the educational poster. <laughs> <laughs> Mike learns about shapes very quickly from the poster. <gasps> Cow goes moo. Damn, wrong poster. Um, could we press the button that says uh, display? Uh, you can. The glass cube turns opaque. And press it again to make it transparent. Yes, the glass cube is now transparent. And now press the button that says light. Pressing the light button on the case has the small lights move within the case to shine on the gem. As light reflects around the room, a small circle of light moves across the large picture, pauses, and then the lights go out. Where did it pause? Uh, upon the large picture on the back wall. W which bit of the large picture? Okay, hang on. Let's hit that button again. And John, if you stand next to the large picture, and we can see where it pauses. It's like a sniper's about to shoot me. Okay, pressing the light button on the case has the small lights move within their case to shine on the gem. As light reflects and moves around the room, the small circle of light moves across the large picture at the back, pauses, and then the lights go out. Uh, you see it pauses kind of around the, the bottom right corner point of the triangle. Okay, um, if I'd sort of touched the picture around there, is there anything noticeable? Uh, nothing happens. Mm. It's just solid canvas, that picture. Okay. Okay. Um, do we have any other triangles in the room that we can mess with in any way? No. Mm. But it also sounded like the position wasn't all that important. Yeah, you said it kind of around the bottom right, but it's not like right on the... the... Yeah, it's not, it's not precise to any point in the picture, but it does keep stopping at the same point and then the lights go out. Quick question. If I move the dials uh, underneath the picture to a different set of numbers, any set of numbers, you know, 7164, and then we do the same thing again, does the light move in a different way? No, it moves in exactly the same way. Okay, shit. Mm. Fiendish. Mm. Mm -hmm. Those Polaroids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> any Anything on close inspection, anything else about them? Uh, on closer inspection, you notice that they seem to be purely set dressing. <laughs> well danny okay. easter egg yeah you know, nice. um, lovely um hmm. mm, i'm really i'm nearly out of beer might have to get another beer um hmm. what do you think prince charles oh uh, danny how long do we have left uh glancing at the brass pyramid the display currently reads 1507 so fifth just over 15 minutes left could we have ben rub the thingy again uh um, sure does the same thing happen uh ben rubs it john seems to get a bit of uh, enjoyment out of watching him do so, but nothing. Oh, happens. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. Leave me be. <laughs> if Ben's anything like me, he's gonna have to wait another at least twenty <laughs> minutes before we can have another rub. <laughs> <laughs> the the key shaped uh slot on the other side of the stand. Yes. Let's take a close look at that. 
Anything, yeah. is there any more detail about it? Uh, only that it's, um, so it's kind of a circle that's sunk into the stand and just has a key shape embossed in the center of it. But there's, it's not a button or okay. there's nothing kind of remarkable about it, no. Mm, circle with the key shape embossed into the bottom. There was a, I want to say it was a post-it note or a letter or something on the stand, on the wooden stand uh, between the two buttons. Can you remind me what it said again, please? Yes. So there was a plaque which said lighting the way. Lighting the way. And it's lighting the way to the bottom right bit of the picture. Which is the triangle. So that was the plaque. And then the post-it note said, let's see if you can face my geometric chamber. Face. Oh, oh, okay. So if I go up to the picture and I, I stand, like, put my head where the light's going to pause and face the, the gemstone that's inside the stand, and then we do the sequence again, do I see anything sure. or do I just get blinded by light? Uh, so you do the sequence again, and uh, as you predicted, John is blinded and disorientated for a few moments. Damn. See if you can face my geometric chamber. What are your thoughts, Ben? You've been very quiet. So there's on the um, clock, on the back of the clock, there was a note that said, um, every side counts. So I was uh, just uh, re-entertaining the idea that the sides of the big picture, the sides of the shapes on the big picture, uh, perhaps have some bearing into these knobs again. Did you want a steer or are you okay? So I think before anyone else answers that, I think my biggest stumbling block is uh, firstly how to count the sides on this diamond because it's a 3d object and i'm counting it in a 2d doofer uh, and also this this uh red octahedron is puzzling me oh shit i forgot about that where's yes. that again that's currently in the center of the display case that the light reflects off to cause the light to move around the room hmm. uh, if it helps uh the red octahedron that's in the display case appears to be cut from some kind of ruby right that does not help. <laughs> rubies are red. Some would say <laughs> the rubies are a, yeah, some would say rubies are a precious stone. A precious stone like diamonds. Um that is of anything busy. left me even more fucked. <laughs> <laughs> about you guys. Um, I feel I feel like I've missed something somewhere. Yeah, I'm thinking is 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 a ruby what's in the center of the big painting, not a diamond? Oh, oh, oh. What, what um our our shape, our our shitty shapes, our our shapes for Shapes for Idiots poster, um, and me. Uh, what what <laughs> colours were the shapes it? in it? Sorry, so what was your question? Uh, what colours were the shapes in it? Oh, they're all kind of fun pastel colours for children. Is there an octahedron in it? There is not. The the small picture that was concealing the safe uh, had yes. um, cubes on it. Were any of them red? What colour was the painting or picture? Uh, it was it was a multitude of colours, but none okay. stand out to you. Mm. There was so, a. Oh, sorry, Ben. After you, um, just because it uh, it wouldn't be a an episode of the Infinite Escape Room if we weren't counting letters. Um, oh God, <laughs> red. I think would translate into one seven five four. <laughs> ah, <laughs> why? Uh, red is the seventeenth character of the alphabet. E is the fifth, and D is the fourth. That's a red, hell of a leap. Red is the seventeenth character of the alphabet. <laughs> Oh my god! It's a really good thing that real life escape rooms haven't reopened yet. <laughs> yes. uh, you hear a chime, and the pyramid displays ten minutes on its countdown. Oh my god! Shit, the bed. Okay, hang on. Um, hang on. I've, I've got a thought, which is 
Um, so we have the ruby and the gemerald. The gemerald was the um, uh, the uh, the gemstone inside the painting. There was when we came into the room, the uh, the in the stand, the top of the stand, there was a shape, wasn't there? Hmm. So it was the brass pyramid on top of the display case, which you removed. Yes. Ah, crap. Could now, you put it back? Uh, you can. Nothing happens apart from it's now sat back on top of the case. Am I remembering correctly that when we first came in, we were described there was some shapes along the ceiling and the walls? Yes, but again, they seem to be purely decorative. Okay. Mm. Okay, I think we might need to stay here, guys. Okay. All right. So the clock on the wall, as you said, seemed to have a message scratch in the back, which said, every side counts. Under that clock, there was a poster informing you about how 3D shapes work. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Can, can we read the poster to see how 3D shapes work, please? Okay, sure. So you, you looking at the poster closer, you can see that with the example of a cube, it says under it that a cube is a 3D shape which has six faces. Much, And then it gives the example of a dice. Hmm. Okay. So an octahedron has eight. Has eight sides. Eight sides, or which eight would faces. be 92 faces. No, it what? has eight what? faces. <laughs> which I don't know how they made that leap, but no, it would have eight faces. Oh, two triangles make sense now because they're two 3D triangles. Yes, they're <laughs> 3D pyramids oh stuck ah. together at the base. Oh my God. It's all coming up, Mike. Oh, I'll tell you what, you'd never guess. A true story. Guess who didn't go to reception as a child? <laughs> um, uh, oh. Danny, um, does the poster have an example of how many faces a sphere has? Yes. It says that a sphere has one continuous face. And a... Okay, so we have to think of these as 3D shapes, not 2D. And I'm guessing so then, that this triangle is going to be a four-sided rather than a three-sided pyramid. So on the poster, it says that a pyramid has five faces. It has four triangles that point outwards, and the fifth is the base. And the diamond? diamond. Uh, there isn't a, anything about a diamond on the poster. Can we have the, the octahedron? So that, that's eight. So it would be... Eight. Oh, because that was the gemerald at the centre. Yeah, yeah. The gemerald is the, be, the octahedron. Yeah, yeah. It's eight, zero. Um, so, oh, fuck. Uh, no, uh, do you not want the eight at the end? So you want... Um... I was going outside in. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know why I was doing that. No, yeah, so outside in works. So you go, you go cube, circle, pyramid, sphere. octahedron. Sphere, sphere Michael. <laughs> what, what did I say? Oh, cube. <laughs> <laughs> cube. Oh, god damn. <laughs> okay. Can we go um, six one five eight, please, Danny? Recognizing that the shapes correlate to three D <laughs> objects because you're so clever, you have encountered. You enter into the combination lock six one five eight because, of course, you've encountered all of these three D objects along the way. <laughs> There's a click as you scroll the last wheel into place, and the picture within the frame suddenly runs down a set of runners inside the frame and slams into a slot out of view beneath. Where the picture of the shapes once was, you now have a white wall behind it with no discernible features, shapes or other such. It appears to be just a blank wall, save that in the centre of the wall is a keyhole. Um, so we still need a key. Oh, but hang on. By, by keyhole, do you mean 
a hole for a key or a hole full of keys because that's what a hole really use. for a key. Damn. Can can we can we press the um, the light button again on the uh, yes spot? yes of course you can the room once again shakes before you get a chance to though and you glance at the pyramid display which shows less than five minutes remaining oh my god no um, so you push the light button on the stand and the small motorized lights illuminate and move to their set position doing so the light emitted hits the octahedron ruby within the case and a circle of light passes around the room and across the blank wall behind the picture. It comes to rest on a spot in the bottom right within the frame. There's a click and the lights this time stay on, leaving their light where it is. Running Ooh. your fingers across the circle of light, you can feel there is a soft give in the wall. Pushing down, there is a click and then that part of the wall ejects and protrudes out. Pulling on it, you remove a small cylinder from the wall. You can see that the other end has a key symbol engraved on it. Yes. Um, we need to push that into the, 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 the embossed key thing in the stand. Oh, excellent. You insert the cylinder into the circular slot in the central stand and it snaps into place with one end protruding out. It begins to twist the cylinder counterclockwise and as it does, the case slides across to reveal a small chamber within it. Inside the small padded chamber, you find a key with a small cube handle. Congratulations, you have found the Geomer key. You take the geometry key and insert it into the keyhole in the wall. The wall within the frame falls backwards and reveals to you a dark corridor where one by one long rectangular LED panels light up to reveal your path. You walk down the corridor until you see something in the distance moving towards you. As it gets closer, it appears to be a robot with two sets of tank tread wheels beneath a long metal torso. Mechanical tubed arms with digits at the end, kind of similar for your imagination to kind of Bender from Futurama's arms, and a large, sleek oval head like a helmet from one of those Daft Punk fellas. It wheels up slowly towards you and looms over you, and then reveals the black visor on its head is a screen and displays digital face that winks at you. Congratulations, you've escaped. Oh, that did not feel like an escape. That felt like out of the frying pan into the fire. You step through the picture and escapes down the corridor. Okay. And Nicely done. Had winking robot. Three minutes, 46 remaining. Ooh. Wow. Shitting hell. I bet you thought, man, a load of fucking like year two children could probably do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did think, oh, have I put too many shape clues out? Are they just going to race through this puzzle? Nope. Nope. <laughs> As is so often the case with this thing like you you think oh i think it's too easy and then sit there mystified by the various insane attempts <laughs> to solve it well, I, the artillery I, shells start to fall i always i always think when i'm giving a puzzle um like how how stupid am i for not thinking what they're thinking right now yes <laughs> oh yes. there, was, there was a brilliant moment where i think john was describing something else he said oh if i if I adjust the wheels, does that move the light on the on the? And I thought, oh, that would be a brilliant idea. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but congrats, you escaped. Well done. Oh, thank you. That was fun. a that was a really good room, Danny. Jesus, that that was like that was like a physical escape room that could exist. Okay, I'll, I'll wrap us up then. Excellent. Thanks very much for for a lovely room, Danny. Oh well, I'm glad you all enjoyed it. I hope it wasn't too taxing on the old brainstem. You, you have a dark mind. You're welcome. I'm glad that's being levelled at somebody else. Um, <laughs> so, folks, tune in next week to find out what happens with our new robot pal with Bender Arms. Beep boop. We cannot call him Bender. 
No. Legally different bender. Yes, yes. Flexo. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that was his. That yeah, was, that... was... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think like some really shitty British name, like Alan, maybe. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we've Alan, had if you're listening, I'm sorry. We've had... Oh, oh I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my friend of many years called Alan. Yeah, I didn't consider him. So, thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier, T-I-E-R, underscore podcast. If you've enjoyed the episode, and we really rather hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could please leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a big old help in reaching new audiences. Or, if you're really cool, and like being a sexy motherfucker with an ass that just won't quit, then why not join our Patreon? Uh, You'll find there's a link in the episode description, and there's loads of different tiers with uh, a load of different bonuses and content and whatnot. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Tatty bye now. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. With an ass that just won't quit. Hey, I I had like a second to type that. (laughs) With an ass that just won't quit.